0: And welcome to the Powerful Personal Brand Podcast, where my guest and I share tips to help and inspire you to build a great personal brand to increase your visibility and authority. On today's episode, I'm very excited by today's guest. He is fantastic. And he really talks about how to build a strong personal brand that has the capacity to grow and evolve. I am your host, Claire Bond, and on today's episode, I am very excited to be joined by Charlie Moore. Charlie is the founder and CEO of Rocket Lawyer. Rocket Lawyer is one of the most widely used legal services in the world with operations in the US, the UK, Spain, the Netherlands, France, and most recently, Brazil. Charlie graduated from the United States Naval Academy and the UC, uh, UC Berkeley. He served as a US Naval officer and is a Gulf War veteran. He currently serves on the board of directors at T4A, Matriculate, and Generation Thrive. Wow, like that's quite the resume, Charlie. Too much. Thank you so much for being here.
1: <laughs> Thank you, Claire. It's a, yeah. it's a pleasure. Yeah, I'm excited to be here with you.
0: I guess I have so many questions from a personal branding perspective, but you, you know, you're know, you such such a diverse background. And a lot of times people ask me, um, you know, how, what, what, what should I do when I have this diverse background? Do I share something that may not seem relevant to my current position, like your current position mm-hmm. as CEO of Rocket Lawyer? Like, you know, what do you, what do you say? Do you ever bring up anything that you learned in the military? Like, how do you navigate that with your personal brand?
1: Oh, uh, all the time. Um, I think, you know, your, your, your reputation is your brand, right? And Reputation comes over, a, 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 you know, whatever stretch of life we all have. And I also really believe in a, a lot in authenticity and, uh, you know, bringing your authentic self to whatever situation you're in. Um, you know, you want that rep- reputation as a truth teller, for example. So I would it would be impossible um, not to, you know, refer back to experiences, you know, uh, at sea with shipmates and because that's a big part of, you know, how I, you know, what I did in my 20s um or, you know, playing sports, I did that as well or, you know, you learn to lose a lot when you play sports and I think you're inauthentic if you don't, you know, the the better you get, the 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 more you're going to lose um cuz mm-hmm. there, there's other people at at your same level and so, you know, all that kind of stuff helps in business uh, you know, learning how to Pick yourself up and 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 uh, dust yourself off and you know keep going start all over again like the song goes so yeah. I I bring it all I you know what you see is what you get
0: yeah well I feel um, I mean w- one of the biggest things that I always talk about is storytelling when it deals with your personal brand and you can weave all of those um, things that happen in your past into your current. Experiences and and things like that in, into a really beautiful story. So that is that is amazing that you're utilizing that.
1: Sometimes it's not so beautiful too.
0: <laughs> well, but but that's real. Like what you're talking about, yeah, authenticity. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I think that's a, that's kind of a the most important thing. It was actually funny. I was before I jumped in here, I saw something that that Gary V posted. Uh, you know, love him or hate him, whatever it is. But <laughs> he posted something where he was saying someone was asking, like, how do you deal with? Having too much on your plate, and he said, mm-hmm. "When I wake up in the morning, I actually I know that I'm going to fail at a couple of things. I know that mm-hmm. if I have 16 balls in the air, I may drop like half of them. And I'm mm-hmm. kind of like interesting kind of way of thinking about it. But like, I don't know that I would have said it that way. But it's just an interesting thing because you talked about failure. You talked about you know not um, always being perfect, and I think that's a really key thing that a lot of people don't think about, especially yeah. as a CEO."
1: Yeah. Um, you know, they say baseball is a game of failure. And if you, uh, if you uh, you know, hit 300 means you failed 70% of the time and you end up in the Hall of Fame. But, you know, in business, you only have to be right once in your life for generational wealth. Oh, um, yeah. And so you can, you know, it, it's, I we like to think about back to the Navy it, here at Rocket League, we like to think about trying to build you know, uh, a a a seaworthy uh, navy vessel here, and so what does it mean? It means it's compartmentalized. It means you know you can take a hit in one part of the ship, and you know you can you can shut the hatch, and a, a big part of the ship's flooded, and uh, it can still achieve its mission. It can still move on. So having you know compartmentalized uh, failure is what you strive for, but you, ha- you have to sort of you have to have the ar- architecture and scaffolding. You know, to make that happen. I think one of the, you know, I, I was a lawyer who represented startups, and 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 uh, when I started my career here in Silicon Valley, and one of the things that I saw that actually led to the most failure for startups is, you know, they 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 weren't uh, diversified enough in that mm-hmm. and experimenting enough, so that uh, you know this is an iterative process, and they sort of had all their eggs in they have all their eggs in one basket, and if it doesn't work out, then you know you're you're toast, and so. Finding ways to have, you know, lots of little experiments, um, even when you're, you know, a tiny company is uh, is really important um, because to get that one big thing, you know, un- unless you're just, you know, uh, touched by an angel or something. I mean, I'm not even mm-hmm. going to say you're a genius unless you're sort of touched by an angel yeah. or, you you know, you're going to hit the lottery. You're not going to, it's not going to be the first thing you try for, for almost mm-hmm. everybody.
0: Well, it's, it, you can say, use that same, um, kind of logic and way of thinking when you're dealing with your personal brand, right? Cause you need to do what well, we say omni-channel approach. You're going to try things. It's not going to work. You know, that, that old thing where people are, Oh, create viral content. Oh yeah. Cause it's so easy. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's yeah, like, yeah. yeah, create that unicorn. Cause it's so easy. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, so tell me how you a lot of people will ask me they're like okay well I don't they want you to me to explain essentially that CEO branding and how it uh, differentiates from from the business brand and and you obviously know but tell me how you've leveraged your personal brand to create your business to yeah. you know have it excel and what if, what are the results that you've seen by leaning into building your brand
1: Yeah well brand is reputation in my in my opinion right and so I think you know, just um, being disciplined and focused on the job at hand, and then word of mouth spread. So I started out as a lawyer in Silicon Valley. And, you know, the first investors in my first first startup, um, when I was pretty darn young, um, was the partner that I worked for at a law firm. So I had built this reputation, you know, that folks trusted. And so that was the first money I raised. And then after, and then I, you know, I was in a fortunate position where my my uh, clients were venture capitalists, and so you know it was they they wanted to know honestly. Well, what are what are what are you doing? Like, what what are you you were really you know I, I I'm humble humbly, but I was a good lawyer. Like, I was a great lawyer, and, and I you know worked hard for them. And so you know I, that brand was sort of being built, and uh, and you know so it's about discipline and focus. And you know I wanted to be known. You know, when I started my career as you know a lawyer that you could count on, um, and that's honestly like what I still kind of want to be known as, as the Mm -hmm. founder and CEO of of Rocket Lawyer. And then you know, if you're again, if you stick with it, it's going to snowball, right? Because then your reputation is going to grow. But I always, I still look at it, you know, Claire, as that reputation for myself um, and for the business. It really hinges on well, what are customers going to say about you? And so, you know, I'm proud of the fact that if you go and look at, you know, customer reviews on Trustpilot for Rocket Alert, there's thousands of them, right? And they're pretty good. Mm-hmm. And and I'm 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 proud of that. And when they're not, I I truly take it take it personally. Um, and 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 so, really understanding that everything you do is building that reputation, uh, minute by minute, and that you really care deeply about it, I think is uh, very important. And then to really hone in. You know, um, separating and, you know, people do it differently, right? They're marthastewart.com versus the the way I chose to do it is I wanted to have a, a brand, you know, Charlie Moore. Um, I learned that actually from my dad who his business was called Charlie Moore Enterprises 45 years ago, 50 years ago. And uh, he had a chain of gas stations, my father, but it was called Charlie Moore Enterprises. And so I I got, I was raised by an entrepreneur and, you know, learned that. I didn't want to just be him. So I actually changed the spelling because Mm -hmm. I wanted to be, you know, and when you Google Charlie Moore spelled with an EY, you get me. Uh, That's the first link, right? And And that was sort of goal number one. I have a very common name. And I said, I set a goal for myself. And I said, you know what? I have a very common name. There's like probably millions of Charlie Moore spelled the same way as me in the world. And I said, I want to be the number one Charlie Moore on Google. And I am. Right. And so uh, and then second to that, I, I wanted that brand to sort of have some meaning. Right. And so um, it and so in my case, I wanted to be sort of a, a sort of authoritative in terms of entrepreneurship. And um, I, you know, if I could be proud of something, it would be to be a patented inventor. I'm really proud of that. And so to be to sort of have a mission in life to to leverage invention, to invent things using technology, and make people's lives better. That's kind of my personal sort of professional mission is to invent things with technology to make people's lives better. And then, you know, I've started a few companies and those companies then develop their brands and they're sort of leveraging the fact that, yeah, Charlie was the founder, but then they have their own missions. Rocket lawyer, make the um, law affordable and simple enough for everybody. And again, leveraging technology. So it's been a real blessing and a, and a you know kind of a wonderful life being able to build the personal reputation while at the same time enabling these companies and businesses to to grow and build their own reputations their own brands that leverage mine but are not um, uh, but not entirely dependent upon it and vice versa mm-hmm.
0: yeah that so it was actually interesting I, I love that key point that you said where it's leveraging your brand but it doesn't depend upon it because interesting um it was it was a silicon valley story i do not remember (laughs) which one it was and uh bloomberg actually contacted me and they wanted me to interview you know talking about how ceo branding is bad i'm like well we'll talk but yeah so i didn't give her what she wanted because essentially she wanted me to say that branding the ceo was a bad thing but i'm like no they did it wrong they didn't the ceo can build can build the brand, give it life, give it meaning, like what you're talking about, how it's helping people's Mm -hmm. lives. Because if Rocket Lawyer was this faceless entity and didn't have you saying, This Mm -hmm. is why I'm passionate. I am a lawyer. I know your needs. I know your what you want and I know that you need it to be more affordable. Then it wouldn't have the legs that it does. Do you agree with that?
1: Oh absolutely. I think you know that goes back to the authenticity and you know it's it's I think it you know it does start the business as a founder, right? So it starts there, but then your real like mission with that business is to then get, you know, all these like minded people who go, wow, I'm, I'm inspired by that mission. And then they take it to an entirely different level. And, you know, we had an all hands meeting today in the company. And I, I'm just I'm just so proud of how the team here uh, has, you know, taken that original seed of an idea so much further than obviously I ever could have done it on my own. Um, And there's just, it's, it's, you start to feel like, wow, this may, you know, live on beyond me. Um, And that only happens when, you know, other people um, decide, you know, that it's their mission too. Um, Mm -hmm. And I, there's nothing literally that I'm more proud of than that. When I see, you know, this, this team of ours often just, you know, taking it in all sorts of other directions and being uh, very, very passionate about it and actually building their own brands as well. Um, And, you know, that's, I'm really proud of that too, where, you know, people in in the company like Heba Gamal and other people are able to then go out and, you know, uh, Navy term, but show the flag, right. And they're going Mm -hmm. out and, and, and not just the other thing is not just here. People like David Baga, who's a CEO, who um, started as a director of sales at Rocket Lawyer and then went on to be chief business officer at Lyft and on. I mean, you know, the sort of Rocket Lawyer diaspora when you think about ex-Googlers and and companies. I aspire to that too, where we just have for Rocket Lawyer folks that are all over, you know, this world doing amazing things as alumni. So you know, mm-hmm. that's you know, that's when you really got, in my opinion, an abundant platform is when you know people the platform is taking them where, where they want to go. And I always try to ask folks, you know, where are you trying to get to and, and to see if there's alignment that maybe this rocket lawyer platform is going to get them there.
0: That's awesome. Well, you're talking about, yeah, their reputation leading to something else. One of the things that kind of going back when you were talking about when you were working as a lawyer for VCs, um, one of the things that I, that I find very i think is interesting is i've heard a lot we work with a lot of um angel investors um and pe mm-hmm. firms and a lot of times the the you know vcs and angels they fund the founder so thus making their passion and their brand and their reputation so important and can you can you talk a little bit about that what you've seen
1: yeah well um this stuff is hard right it's it's this isn't easy right um uh rubbing two sticks together and making fire um is a is a tough thing to do and so um in my own you know investing and and you know journey through uh silicon valley um you're it's rare that you're going to find uh anybody who's going to walk over the coals as much as um the person who sort of got there they have a portfolio of one. And that's at that founder, right, has a portfolio of of really one thing. Um, and so I think that's why uh, investors um, from not just startup investors, but from Warren Buffett to you name it, you know, um, really invest in, you know, famously Buffett invested in a furniture store, I can't remember the name of it right off the top of my head. But he was so impressed with the Woman who was the founder of the furniture store and she built this multi million dollar operation and she ran it until she was a very old person. Um, and Buffett bought it from her because it was just so imbued with their DNA. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not, however, one of these people that, you know, because look, my business is corporate governance. So I don't want it to be taken that this sort of cult of the founder is, is everything. I think, mm-hmm. you know, succession planning and corporate governance and having a board and all those things are important, even. And have tried to live that. You know, we we have a board um, that is full of you know independent minded people at Rocketdoor, even though it's a founder uh, led business. Um, and I think that's also important for your listener listeners to to understand.
0: Well, because and then that that also helps. You're talking about succession planning. That also helps if someone's going, okay, what if I what if I you know put all this money into Personal branding. The CEO and the CEO leaves because I guess that's kind of one of the fears, right? The founder leaves. The that's founder right. Leaves and the cult of personality, personality leaves with them. That was what the the uh, Bloomberg reporter was trying to get out of me. That essentially it's bad because that's what happened with this particular startup. And I said, no. Well, you, that you let them be, you know, this cult personality, and those people just, yeah, they they will attract people. They are influencers, and people will go with wherever they go. Um, and yeah. And you have to. Do it correctly so that that is amazing I and mean, how have you like navigated it? how has your personal brand kind of changed and evolved through all these different careers and businesses how has it evolved
1: uh that's such a great question um i i hope you know one one thing you can't you know they say uh you know time is undefeated and so uh you know one one way that i think it's evolved is just you know i'm not as young as i used to be right and so <laughs> um time time is going to take care of that and so um uh hopefully it's become uh, uh, over t- you know when i started uh you yeah, know i started my first company and i was 30 years old and so um you know that was sort of i was you know those stories and stuff about the young founder which i'm not anymore um and uh and and you know in the dot com era that's sort of the person that i was um Uh, But I think now um, being in my third decade of, um, you know, leading technology companies, um, I, you know, I hope I've gotten wiser. And so I hope that, you know, my brand is um, evolved. I have more stories to tell, for example, Mm -hmm. than that 30 year old person did. And so I hope that, you know, the brand has evolved. And also, you know, again, being really um, uh, I feel really blessed. You know, the biggest company I've ever worked for is the one that I work for now that I started. And so as the company has gotten bigger and, you know, as an aside, I won't get too far aside for you, Claire. But one of the things that I, why I'm proud of my team, right, and they're bringing their brands in here um, is, uh, is, you know, my CFO, um, you know, he's been uh, the number two person of finance department at Yahoo of a 12,000 person. Company which is bigger than Rocket Lawyer, of course. But when he started there, it was small. Yahoo was smaller than Rocket Lawyer is right now, and so mm-hmm. the, the 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 you know surrounding. I, I hope that I've learned to surround myself with people who actually have some experiences that I don't, because mm-hmm. I sort of always remember the biggest company I've ever w- worked for, not at, let alone led, is the one that I'm at now because I'm the founder. Having said that, you know I have been through the various stages of sort of a startup going from, you know, one person up through, you know, being a growth company and, you know, pretty much I've been through all the stages of venture financing and now growth financing. And so um, I think because of those experiences, my brand has changed into somebody, you know, who's done those things. As opposed to somebody who aspired to do those things.
0: So it's so interesting. I mean, and, and I guess like kind of one of the biggest things that I feel like I'm hearing is that, um, kind of like staying humble and also learning from other people. I feel like that's something that a lot of other leaders don't necessarily do. Do you, they don't listen to other people that may maybe work for them or, um, what are your thoughts on that? I just I feel like it it has taken a little bit of a turn, but I definitely want your uh your thoughts on that.
1: Oh gosh. Um, <laughs> you know, we we say I I I went to Berkeley for grad school and we say uh I went to Cal so I my kids could go to Stanford. Um, mm. you know, that's the joke and so you know, I feel like I worked hard so I could hire all these people, you know, uh, who are smarter than me, uh, cause they would, they wouldn't have hired me. Right. So this, mm-hmm. this is the only way I could get to work with them is I had to like be successful and work really hard. So all these smart people, I could, I could be in the same room with them. Uh, cause yeah. they certainly wouldn't, wouldn't have hired me, you know? So, um, you know, I, I just think, especially in, in our business in in tech, um, you've got to, you've got to, uh, be able to hire and um, get along with uh, and and be productive with people who have uh, worlds of expertise that you don't have. It's just mm-hmm. absolutely impossible to um, achieve anything in this industry if you, if you can't do that. And so mm-hmm. this morning, right. I'm, I'm interviewing. Um, I was interviewing somebody for a C-level role and uh, he said something that I wrote down and, and I told him, um, I said, Hey, this is worth my half hour right now because I just learned something it's in my notes. Thank you very much. So whether you come work here or not, I just got a lot out of the conversation. So, um, you, 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 you have to do that. And, and honestly, that's something back to my own brand that I I honestly am really proud of. and want to be known for is being a lifelong learner. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I just got back from Brazil where I spoke at web summit and I was talking about, um, uh, AI, you know, AI and regulation is a big, big deal right now. Sam Altman, yeah. founder of OpenAI, was just in front of Congress yesterday. So last week, you know, I was um, giving some talks about AI, legal tech, potential regulation. And, you know, I, I start out I to the, you know, pretty big audience. And I was like, how many of you are developers who've already written apps, um, AI apps on either uh, OpenAI or um, open source AI? And so many hands went up. And I said, well, you know a lot more about ai than i do um but uh i bet i know something about regu- regulatory schemes and so between us we you know that's 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 the nexus and so it's kind of you know both being confident in your own expertise but also being a lifelong learner and um respecting you know the expertise of of others out there that's the recipe for winning in my opinion
0: yeah I, uh, I have a, a mentor. He is actually the former CEO of, um, eHarmony. He's Grant Langston. Yeah. He's a friend of mine. And I went to him with that kind of like, I'm dealing with imposter syndrome because I was going out for funding for a previous company. And I'm like, I feel like a 12 year old child when I'm up and, you know what I mean? <laughs> That's scared. Like I just, you know, and he was like, he's like, yeah, sometimes I'll be in a big room with people. And I feel like the the dumbest person here because they're all like so smart, but he's like, that's okay. why I'm here because I'm leading this team for them to all be their experts and bring them all together. And so it's a lot of what you're saying. So I remember that talk for me was very profound because it was like, oh, <laughs> you're in this position and you've kind of felt a similar thing. So I'm like, okay, I'm not alone.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah.
0: That's that's an amazing. It takes thing. a it's big
1: like- weight off of you too, right? When you yeah. don't have to go into the room and. And and go. Oh, I'm going to be the smartest person in the room, or whatever. Yeah, it just takes a weight off uh, Albert Einstein. You know, the smartest people have more questions than answers. You know, that's that. You know, uh, it's good enough for him. It's good enough for me.
0: I love that. Oh, I, I I just love how you've utilized your personal brand. You've done so many things. You're definitely uh, someone that a lot of people can learn from. So I this oh, has thank been a you fantastic. Yeah, Charlie, this has been so great. I've loved talking with you. Um, where can people learn more about you in particular? Um, because we'll definitely let them know about Rocket Lawyer, but let where can they find out about you?
1: Yeah, I'm uh Charlie Moore, C H A R L E Y Moore, M O O R E Esquire, E S Q. So Charlie Moore E S Q at LinkedIn. Um, and I, I love getting feedback and and um on LinkedIn, I've, it's, it's been a great platform for me, so
0: yeah. that's where to find. I, me. Do Do you ever do like speaking where you where you talk about this kind of like your path and to other like CEOs and other startups? It's it, I feel it. I it's really inspiring.
1: Oh well, thank you so much, Claire. I yeah. mean, and what you do as well. I you
0: know, the, <laughs> thank you.
1: Um. Yeah. Congratulations. It's been really fun talking to you and. Yeah. I you know you made me think about I mean you're such a good interviewer cuz you made me think about things that I hadn't really thought of before so I appreciate yeah.
0: it. Yeah. Yeah, well I, I definitely think that you should you should kind of talk about your story and help others cuz I feel like there's so many things that can be learned from somebody that is starting out and is scared like I was, you know, what I was doing it 7 8 years ago. It was terrifying. So if I kind of heard your story and I'm like, "Wow, you're you know, you said you're you're your th- you're third your third 30th year or what, what? doing this and you're still, you know, learning. I'm like, okay, it's okay for me. I think that learning Absolutely. that is really, really helpful. I, I think it's really cool. So thank you so much for being here, Charlie. It was a fantastic conversation and I really appreciate it. And thank you for listening and watching and I will see you in the next episode. Bye.